And this is the episode where I get to have my Obi-Wan Force Ghost moment and tell you to stay away from the dark side. You know, there's a lot of good parts about writing. There are there's some great, great parts about writing. I love it. It's it's something I like to do. I like to tell stories. I like to put words on the page. I like to read. Uh, I'm pretty boring, to be honest. And and let's be perfectly fair. I think you're going to find most writers are. Outside of the personal branding bullshit where they try to pretend they're all like Hemingway running around carrying a litter on a World War One battlefield. They're not. Like, writers are pretty boring people. You kind of have to be, right? To really want to sit for hours at a time quietly and write things on a piece of paper, you're probably a little boring. I mean, that's fine. Fuck it. I think the world could use more boring people. Physicists are pretty boring people. A lot of scientists are pretty boring people. You know who's exciting? Richard Branson. And he's a dipshit. I said it. Go ahead and unsubscribe. Doesn't matter. Uh, like, I'm not here for the money, y'all. But that, but that's the thing, right? Like there's 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 a great bit about writing that I love. I like being boring. I like doing what I do. I like putting words on the page. But I've recently been thinking about the darker side of writing. Cuz there is, and it's the thing we don't talk about. Right? It's these little pitfalls and traps that make writing harder. Um and I've kind of labeled them into 3 components, really three pieces. I want to go over those kind of today. That's that's the structure, if you will. Um, the three big parts of the dark side of writing I see. And there's probably more, uh, but these are the three big ones that I wrestle with and I think a lot of people do. Um, yeah, I mean, I love this craft, but we have to talk about the dark side of it. We have to be more open about the dark side of it. And let's go ahead and, and do one thing real quick. We're not going to talk about not making money writing today, right? Because that's it's, it's common. We all know if you live in this belief that you're going to become a billionaire writing, then you're deluding yourself. You are. You're deluding yourself. You might be able to make a living at it. There's a possibility. It's kind of like buying a lotto ticket. Maybe you'll get it. Maybe you won't. But does that mean you should stop doing it? Well, I mean, if, if that's the only reason you're writing, if the only reason you're writing is because you want to become a billionaire, then take my recommendation and just stop. Go write an app that rates people's fucking chicken biscuits in a city or something. I don't know. Find the next little thing that someone can put on their phone that they'll addictively tap into and that advertisers will throw money at you for. And uh, that's how you become a billionaire. You're not going to do it uh, writing a novel. I'm sorry. And, and I, look, I'm working on a novel and I'm not going to do it writing a novel. Maybe I'll make a money to, enough money to like live. Uh it's kind of the thing. That's kind of the deal. But that, that's that's the point, right? So we're not going to dive too deep into that because it's been talked about. Now, I want to talk about three specific parts of the dark side of writing, right? And I want to talk about first is going to be perfection, right? We're going to talk about perfection. And all of that goes along with it, right? 
Specifically, we're going to talk about its absence. Um, second, we're going to talk about comparison, because I think perfection and comparison kind of go hand in hand. And then third, and maybe most importantly, I want to talk about the absolute bullshit marketplace that has emerged from, from online writing and how really kind of dangerous that can be. Um, and I want to talk about this, not because I want to have a downer episode, but because again, I've been thinking about this because I recently, you know, we recently had some, we recently had a COVID fight in my house going on and we had all kinds of shit happening. And the June was supposed to be this awesome month and June got derailed as fuck. Um, it just did. It just got derailed as fuck. So I'm right now, this is my first day really back. It's July. It's not even like the first of July, right? It's like July 7th and I am working my ass off to, to make sure that, that I'm getting back in the game. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but it's, it's led me to think about some of these things and, and I want to talk about them because we don't talk about them enough because podcasts and blogs are all about the happy shit, how to make your money, ching, 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 cash in. Yay. This is awesome. Everybody how to, how to live your best life as a writer and it's social media crap. And I, I want to talk about something real and tell you it's okay to know that these are there and that there's ways to deal with them. So let's dive in let's dive in with, with the most wanted is perfection. Right? Perfection is this thing that burdens writers because there's this kind of myth that writers can somehow be perfect, that you can write the perfect novel or the perfect poem or the perfect article. And even if you let that go, even if you let go of the idea of the perfect anything, the perfect sentence or any of that coming out of you, because you're never going to get it. At best, you're going to get it to a point where you're happy with it and you're going to move on because you can't spend eternity trying to write the perfect sentence since you can never do that by definition. Um, so there's, there's that, but even if you let that go, even if you get past the whole like need to have the perfect piece of writing, there's another type of perfection that's really insidious and it's perfection of process, right? So I would say you have perfection of craft and you have perfection of process. And I'm going to be fair. I think getting over perfection of craft is, is like one of the first things writers really deal with. It's one of the first hurdles we overcome. And most of us do. If you've been doing this for any length of time, I mean, for anything longer than like six months, if you've put anything out online, if you've shipped anything to a contest or put something out to be published, if you've done any of that, if you've received a rejection letter, then you have overcome this, this you know, perfection of craft. That's probably, you've realized that there's a limit to what you're doing and that you have to learn and grow and develop. And that's just the way it is. And it's a constant thing you'll be doing for the rest of your life. Trust me. But then there's this perfection of process, and perfection of process is a nightmare because we live in a process-oriented society, at least here. For my listeners in the United States, we are obsessed with processes. Every podcast is about entrepreneurs talking about how they built their thing or what they do. Like The whole Tim Ferriss podcast is literally, and it's not that these are bad, but the whole Tim Ferriss podcast is literally interviewing people to find out little life hacks and shit that you can do to make your life optimal, whatever the fuck that means. Right? Like, it's all about making your life optimal. And with writers, we get into this because we start listening, right? So, like, I like a lot of different books on writing, but I disagree with different things, too. Right? Example. I generally like to write something every day, but that's usually a journal or something else. It may or may not be anything that you will ever read. But I like to put the pen to the paper every day. I say that as an I like. doesn't always happen. 
But let me clarify something else. When you go to like, I'm sorry, let me compare it to something else. Stephen King, when he's writing a project, and you'll hear this all the time, especially in online writing, you'll hear this constantly, constantly talked about how Stephen King writes every day when he's working on a project. He never takes a break. When he's working on a project every day, he writes on Thanksgiving, man. He writes on Christmas, man. He writes all the time. It's amazing. He just never stops. There's no end to that Stephen King in his writing. He does it all the time. Good for Stephen King. I mean, realistically, good for Stephen King. I'm glad he does that. I disagree with him on it. I don't know that it's healthy. I think some days you do need to take a day off. Some days you do need to walk away. By the way, I'm not the only writer that thinks that. Lots of writers who are very successful disagree with that. It's a, it's a one or the other. It's, it's not a perfect thing. Now, if you can, I think, yeah, writing every day is good for consistency and all, but it's not perfect. So why do I bring that up? Because my belief in what I do, and for the record, Stephen King doesn't write every day. He writes every day when he has a project that he takes like three weeks off, right? The, the point being, that's the kind of advice that we hear and we hold as an attitude of perfection. We say to be the perfect writer, to have the perfect process, I have to write every day. And that's the start. That's the little cornerstone. That's the first hits free. Right? We say, I have to write every day, and that's perfect. And then we go, well, I have to write at the same time every day. Good luck with that, by the way. If you have a day job, good luck hitting writing at the same time every day. Seriously, if you have a day job and anyone else in your life, really good luck at it. So we, we look for that, right? Now I have to write at the same time every day, and I have to write every day. Okay, well then I have to, you know, do so many words in that time every day. Okay. You know, and then I have to have my editing process. Uh, okay, and then I have to. Have, and what we end up doing is we end up hyper engineering our writing process because we're trying to find the perfect writing process because we think this is where it gets sneaky, right? We think that by finding the perfect process, we will attain perfection of craft. It's never going to happen. All right, I'm 42 years old. When I was in my early 20s, I wrote late. Now I write usually better in the morning. Although again, my, you know, with the COVID battle and everything else, I was writing at like midnight. You know, when I was writing during that time, I was writing at like midnight. So that's, it, it just, that's the thing about perfection, right? You can't get it. There's never going to be a perfect day. There's never going to be a perfect day, right? There's, there's always going to be times. Like there's always a time. Someone's always mowing the lawn or someone's working on something to get their house or somebody's outside having an inconvenient conversation or you go to your favorite place to write if that's a cafe or a co-working space and someone's in your fucking favorite spot or there's somebody talking today or there's something else or you can't quite figure out the right playlist. Like there's never a perfect writing day. There are no perfect writing days. They don't exist. There are good ones. There are great ones. There are shitty ones. There is no perfect writing day. There are processes that we grow into and develop over time, but there is no perfect process. It doesn't exist. It's not there. Give it up. The reason I say that, the reason I say give up on perfection of process is because by giving up on that pursuit of perfection, you allow yourself to experiment and find what works and find what feels good, and you take the pressure off of trying to make this a flawless, finely tuned machine. Because let me tell you, I've known a lot of writers, and I'm a writer, and I've never met anyone whose writing process is a finely tuned machine. I've met some that are decently resembling an old Chevy that you kick the motor a couple times and it starts and runs. 
But I've never met anyone who's like, yes, it's a precision machine. Everything is in perfect alignment. Never seen it. Never seen it. Doesn't exist. Give up on perfection. Don't be sucked into the dark side. Don't go. Give up on the lure of the perfection power because all it's going to do is keep you worrying about your process instead of worrying about writing, right? Like you may have a really crazy life and be unable to find that time of day to write every day. So you're going to be trying to carve that out like a mad person instead of just sitting down and going, well, I got 10 minutes. Let's see what I can get done. And who knows? Those 10 minutes could be fucking amazing. But you're going to give up those 10 minutes trying to carve out three hours because somebody on the interwebs said you needed three hours. Give it up. Let go of perfection. Do your thing. Find out. Like, life is a process of trying to find what works for you. It's not perfect for everybody. So that's one. Right? That's one. Let's go to its next friend, the, the friend of perfection, the next part, a big part of the dark side of writing, comparison. Comparison is a bitch. I hate comparison. And do you know why it's so bloody common? Do you know why comparison is such a pain in the ass? Because we all do it. We all constantly compare ourselves. Social media wants us to compare ourselves. People want us comparing ourselves. Our entire goal in life, seemingly, is to stack up against other people. This is that competition mindset. For me to win, someone else must lose. There's only a limited amount of shit. And we're not going to talk about abundance mindset. But we are going to talk about the fact that a lot of writing success is based on hitting the right time or dumb luck or trends and forces beyond your control. The only thing you can control is creating the writing. So comparing is not going to help you at all. It's not. But we do it. We go onto our writing platforms like Medium and Newsbreak and we look at our follower counts and we look at how many people we had read and we go, oh God, I'm going to be better than Bill next week. God, I just want to do better. God, he's got a billion followers. How do I get a billion followers? I only have a hundred. Nobody likes me. What the hell? And we compare ourselves. So and so. And the worst part is we compare ourselves on on bullshit. Again, we're going to touch on the third point. These are all interconnected. We compare ourselves on bullshit. We compare ourselves because somebody who may or may not be lying said they work with clients. I work with $10,000 a week clients. Great. My, my writing business is amazing. I make a million dollars a month as a freelance copywriter. It's incredible. And I'm really working my ass off to get my medium following because apparently a million dollars a month doesn't provide me beer money. Right? And so we compare to that asshole. Let's just call him asshole for the purpose of this. So we compare to asshole and we go, fuck, I need to get to, I need to get to a million dollars a month. Oh shit. Oh God, I want to write on, I need to be writing on a beach. I need to have a Corona in the picture of my laptop so everyone can know I'm relaxed and amazing. Ah, comparison. I got, I got to be better. I'm not good enough. Look at all these writers doing writer's lifts on Twitter. Oh my God, look at all this stuff. It's, it's, ah, look at the pictures. Look at the branding. What's my brand? And we fall into another part of the dark side of writing, where instead of learning about our own voice or creating what we want to create or trying to write stories or poems or articles or anything that we think could make the world better, we compare ourselves to an endless parade of bullshit, all in the hopes to be better than the Joneses next door. Because then we can claim victory in some in like what's honestly got to be the lamest popularity contest of all time. 
And the worst part is, while we're comparing, we're not doing our best work. We're, we're too busy looking over our shoulder. We got one eye on them and one eye on the thing we're working on. And that would be problematic alone, except that both eyes are still trying to achieve to make the thing we're working on better than the thing they're working on. You just gotta, it's, it's just gotta stop. Like there's, there's not a lot to this one, right? Comparison's a huge dark side of writing and, and the secret is to just stop. It doesn't matter. Stop comparing yourself. I had a huge problem with this. I think a lot of writers do. I just don't think they like to talk about it. But I did, man. I had a huge problem with comparing myself to other writers and trying to, you know, like stack up how do I match up to writing so-and-so. And it doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't. Who gives a shit? Seriously, who cares? Who cares how you stack up? You don't know. You don't. You have no idea. I'm sure there were writers who compared themselves to me and were like, fucking mad, I hate that guy. I'm such a better writer than him. Okay, well, go write something. You, you might be. I don't know. To somebody, you are. Here's the real bitch about comparison. When you look at it and you say, oh, he's a better writer than me. Oh, she's better. I, I can't do it. They're better. They're better writers than me. I can't do it. They're just better. Okay, well, I mean, maybe they are. You know? But guess what? To some writer out there, they're not. They're not, right? I have a friend who loves the novel Jane Eyre. They think it is amazing. They adore Jane Eyre. I would rather gargle tar and broken glass. I've read it twice. It's a great book. I understand why it's in the literary canon. I do not enjoy the process. I would rather gargle tar and broken glass. What's good and what's bad in writing and in art is subjective, everybody. It's subjective. So you can compare yourself going, oh, man, Jane Eyre's best book ever written. I'm going to be like, I'd rather gargle tar and broken glass. Comparison, just let it go. Get rid of it. You don't have room for it. If you want to be a writer and you want to grow and you want to try to do anything, if you want to write a novel or anything big in scope or you just want to spend a lifetime writing poems, if you just want to spend a lifetime writing haikus, you don't have room for this comparison shit. Let it go. Get rid of it. Throw it away. It's pointless. I'm not going to use the hokey stuff about it. Comparisons of the greatest thief of joy. Bah, let that shit go, too. Just let it go. And it's hard. I get it. It's hard. It's the ultimate human instinct. Because we used to come from little creatures. There used to be a time in this world where however many blackberries you could put in a leaf and however many animals you could kill determined how likely you and your offspring were to survive. That is not the world we live in anymore. Right? I mean, there's certain parts of it, but we need to let go of this animalistic instinct to mount, hump, and dominate everything in the fucking world or to compare ourselves to it until we've mounted, humped it, and dominated it. Let that shit go and stop comparing. Because you're comparing to, get ready, awesome transition coming, you're comparing to people in a marketplace of bullshit. You're welcome for that. It's a marketplace of bullshit. Go online. Go to Medium. Go to any any online writing area and hear the massive amount of lies that are spewed at you. Out and out lies. Out and out deceptions. Look, I don't qualify myself a whole lot in this podcast. I just like to be just a guy doing writing work like so many of you just trying to make it work every day. And that's the point. But pardon 
as Matt whips out his professional credentials as da, 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 a marketing professional for years who's worked as a copywriter a lot and still does. Uh, I am a copywriter and I do $10,000 a month clients. Bullshit. Bullshit. I've read what you've written. You do not have $10,000 a month clients. And if you do, they need to consult with me because you are a terrible writer. We've all seen these, right? You've gone online and read somebody's terribly written piece of dry bullshit as they talk about what you need to do to succeed in writing. And you can just smell the crap. My favorite one is actually a medium offense. My favorite one is, is I was on medium one time and there was a guy who had an article where he bragged about his, his writing business that brings in almost a million dollars a month. And I'm like, dude, there are creative agencies, big agencies that have a hard time bringing in that money. They employ copywriters. My writing business is millions of dollars a month. By the way, make sure to give me your $5 for the medium subscription because it really helps me out. Why? You've got a million dollars a month. Why do you care about sandwich money? Look, I always tell people this to consider, right? Everything with a grain of salt. Think about what you would do if you really had a million dollars a month coming in. And be honest. Be Seinfeld honest, right? Be really honest. Don't like, I would want to help people. I mean, I'd like to teach writing every once in a while too, but I wouldn't feel obligated to do it. I went and I'd have money. Who'd give a shit? Sorry, that's just, that's the reality. I think it's good to acknowledge reality. And I'm bringing this up because this bullshit marketplace is probably the darkest part of writing. Because it takes writers who say, let's say, um, writer A. Writer A wants to be a poet. That's all they really want to do. They've acknowledged there's not a lot of money in being a poet. But if they can make a few bucks a month writing poems and they can really work their craft, they love it. And they've got a day job and they'll figure it out, Right. We like Writer A. We really do. But as Writer A enters the dark forest of online writing, Writer A is going to be inundated with a million articles on how to make money. It's, it's expecting little Writer A to stand up to a siege of bullshit catapults. Just siege engines spewing fire hoses of success porn over the fucking walls of Little Writer Ace just starting writing castle. And Writer A could, might, and oftentimes does succumb and goes, Well, I guess I need a personal brand. I guess I need to learn SEO. I guess I need to work on becoming a copywriter because freelance writers make a lot of money. I guess I need to get out there and, and try this. And I guess I need to have more of an entrepreneurial spirit. Now remember, writer A just wanted to be a fucking poet. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a poet. That's a great thing. But slowly and surely, as you wander through a marketplace selling you bullshit, you're going to buy a little. And a little more, and a little more, and a little more. And it's the internet. It's the internet. Most things on it are, are, are some percentage bullshit. It's like when you go to the store and you buy ground beef, and it's like it's 80% beef and, you know, it's 80% lean and 20% fat. Great. Well, this is like 20% truth and 80% garbage. 
but you start piling that into yourself because you're worried because perfection hits you and comparison hits you. And so now you're in this bullshit marketplace with these things and you start putting it in your cart. And soon you leave and you've bought into this whole bill of goods about what makes a happy life or what does this or what does that or how we make everything perfect. And now you're working your ass off to get something you will never get. And soon writer A is just writing more pieces about how awesome it is to, to earn money and how great their medium earnings are. They're writing about, you know, little things like, you know, top 10 tricks and hacks because list blogs get a lot of reading. They start, instead of writing that prose poem that maybe a lot of people would love, well, they, they start writing, you know, articles about how to succeed on Newsbreak or Medium or Quora or pick your platform. Writing is not a dream for the faint of heart, Okay. You, you got to really love it to keep going with this shit because it gets hard. And, and the hardest part about it is the bullshit marketplace. If you ask me, like that might be the hardest part is that somebody's always willing to sell you something to make you better because it is a hard dream. It takes a long time. And we'd love to buy an easy button or a magic bean that would grow beanstalk and take us to writing heaven, but it doesn't happen. I know that sounds like a downer, but it shouldn't be. You know what makes a great writer, in my estimation? Work and time and liking doing it enough that your reason for doing it is, as John Ashbery, the American poet, said when they said, hey, why do you write? Because I want to. Because when you go down the bullshit marketplace, everybody's personal brand has a great big epic story about when I was a child, I had crayons and I saw a monitor lizard and I decided to write a story about monitor lizards and then I was captured and that was it. I mean, even I've done this shit. Everybody does it. But this morning I was doing some reading and I came across Ashbury's words again, which is the first time in about a decade I've seen it. And I always love that answer. Why do you write? Because I want to. That's the only way to really get through the bullshit marketplace is to acknowledge why you write. And just walk past, be like, no, not interested. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Get the fuck up off me. It's the only way to do it. Look, I know we talked about this perfection, this this comparison, this this bullshit marketplace. And we talked about them as three facets to the infinite facets of the dark side of writing that's there. It is. Hell, guys, life has a dark side. It's not easy being alive. But I guess at the end of the day, it's about how you find your way through it. Are you ever going to have the perfect, happy life? No, nobody does. Nobody does. But you can have one that makes you happy. Are you ever going to have the perfect writing career? No, nobody does. But you can find a way to make this one make you happy. It's all about making this one make you happy. Right? It's finding the things that make it worth living. It's finding the things that make working worth working. Right? If you can't find joy just in writing, if you have to be cashing a paycheck, and if you have to have a bunch of metrics, then you have to walk away from it. Because this is a terrible fucking way to get wealthy. It is. Don't believe the hype. 
apparently the top 1% of marketers are all on Medium and Newsbreak, and they all sound remarkably shitty compared to, like, beginning copywriters I know. Don't believe the hype. If you love taking out a piece of paper and putting words on the page, and you can hold on to that, and you just enjoy it for whatever reason, just because you do, doesn't have to have a big epic philosophical reason. I believe that writers are the caretakers of the culture and that they provide this sort of priesthood of what will be societal advancement for the future that will be shared by aliens and people picking through the concrete busted ruins of human society. Look, I mean, if you can just say, look, I, I write because I want to, because I like it. I like writing poems. I like writing stories. I like writing little articles. I like putting words on the page. and It makes me happy. I like hitting the publish button. If that can be the core of what you do, eh, maybe you'll become one of those writers who makes enough money to live off of. Maybe you won't, but it won't matter. You'll still enjoy what you do. Get a day job. It's not the worst thing ever. Just do you. Turn away from the dark side, boys and girls. Walk away. Don't listen. You don't have to. It's not required. Just walk away from it. Write what you want to write. Because you never know. Someone may actually need it. Someone may love it. And that someone may be a lot more someone's than you think. So just do your thing. Try to be happy. It's about the best you can do. So, until next time, I'm Matt, just a working writer, and this has been my confession. I'll talk to y'all again real soon. Mm -hmm.